Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter number 15. And I'm going to read a verse in the book of Job in just a moment. And uh, these preachers don't pay no attention to nothing you preach. Brother Tyler preaches hard out on encouraging one another. Brother Steve come all the way across and said, please don't preach on prayer. And Brother David said, give us something fresh so they don't encourage you at all. Amen. They just uh, didn't pay a bit of attention. just went right over their heads. <laughs> no, well, I understand that. But anyway, appreciate getting to be here and see everybody. I like to just come sometimes in meetings, fellowship one with another. I found out sometimes in revivals down through the years, I've always preached revival. Started preaching in the in the third week. I started preaching. I preached my first revival. I always preached revival. But I found that sometimes you have good services. But sometimes, brother Steve, you know this: the, the meeting is about fellowshipping with that pastor and his wife, and just encouraging them sometimes. And meetings like this sometimes it's good just to get encouraged one for another. Amen. Phone call, card, just a smile, a handshake, or something. It's worth it all. Sometimes it just kind of gives you a little extra boost to keep on going. Eh? And I appreciate the goodness of the Lord. Amen. All right, the book of Luke chapter 15. I know these are familiar verses. And these two brothers that preached this morning kind of set up what I wanted to say. Brother, brother talked about the days of, that we're in. And uh, then Brother Tyler talked about the days of creation, the days of the coming of the Lord. And so... I thought, man, this is all, all this is just fitting right together. Ain't that how God does that sometimes? <laughs> just fits it all together and uh, puts it all together. But in Luke chapter 15 and verses number uh, 14, <clears throat> the Bible said, And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to the citizens of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain had filled his belly with husks that the swine did eat, but no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to eat and spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise, go to my father, and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned, and against heaven, and before thee, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Hold your place right there. I'm going to read a verse in the book of Job. In the book of Job chapter 32, after the uh, Job's friends had spoken to him and said all they had to say, a young man now named uh, Elihu, or however you want to say that, he says in that verse, he's talking to Job, he said, I am young and you are very old. Wherefore I was afraid, and dost not show you my pity. And I said, days should speak. Multitude of years should teach wisdom. I'm going to preach for a few minutes on days that speak to us. Days that speak to us. There's all kinds of days that we talk about. I, I looked it up. A day is just a part of the 24 hours uh, when it's light. <laughs> and uh, it talks about all kinds of days. In fact, the word day is mentioned uh, 1,732 times in, in the Word of God. The word days, plural, is mentioned 868 times. So evidently God put a lot of emphasis on the word days to put it in the Bible so many times. 
talk about the days of creation, the days of the coming of the Lord, and the different days that we go through the Word of God. We talk about those days. Uh, a time starts at different days in countries. Uh, Babylonian day, they start at sunrise, and we start at midnight. And so days start at different times, but every one of us days comes in our hearts and in our lives. Days, there's old time sayings about days. You ever heard some of these? You know, people talk about back in the day. I used to hate that when people used to talk about that. Some of them old times say, back in the day. And uh, now I'm old and I get to say, back in the day. When we, <laughs> we done it this way and we done it that way. Amen. And uh, we done meetings back in the day. We done meetings different back in the day than we do it now. I was telling uh, Brother Kevin Back in our day, me and Brother Buster Seat and everything, we didn't get motels. They put us in Sunday school rooms back there. And one time we preached a meeting, they put us in the baptistry back here on two army cots. We didn't have no money, so we just laid around all day and prayed and cried, and God sent revival. Amen. And it was just different in those days. And, and so days changed. And it talks about useful in his day. It talks about the day of judges and all kinds of different days that uh, spoke about. People's got sayings about days and stuff. Then I thought about those days that we celebrate, all kinds of days, anniversary days and birthdays and graduation days and the day you got saved and the day God called you to preach and talk about the day of creation, the day of uh, atonement, uh, uh, the day of Calvary and the day of the come of the Lord. And so days always running through our minds and, and uh, we think about all of that, these things. And so days speaks of us of special happenings. Special happenings. We can talk about, boy, you remember that day. You remember this day. Or talk about, I think about September, uh, September 11th. Every time it comes around, people talk about that day. And we have days that we speak about and days we talk about. It's days that speaks to us about things present. We talk about day. What you going to do with your day? My, that's my favorite, my wife's favorite words. When I get up, she'll say, what are you going to do with, with your day? I said, I have no clue. Amen. And, uh, but we talk about days and things as present. Or today, I've got to do this or I've got to do that. So all the time talk about days or even future days. Uh, somebody asked me this week, where you go from here? So what they're saying is, what's your days from here? And so we talk about days. And it always has a reference in our lives and days that speak to us. We can go back. We can go back to times that we speak. Me and Brother Tyler had breakfast this morning, and, and uh, he got me kind of started. And I was talking about the days that uh, we done this, or the days that somebody preached, or the days that we had this kind of revival. We got to talk about days that happens in our life, and we all do that. I think about Job. You remember what Job said? He was living for God and serving God. But also, all of a sudden, he said, there was a day. It was a day in Job's life that things changed. And we have those days in our life where things change and we think everything's okay and just overnight it changes, amen. And so I, I think about even in Elijah's day, that little uh, Shulamite woman, the Bible said there fell a day. There fell a day and that changed her whole world and changed her whole life. But I thought about here in this uh, text verse of Luke 15, I thought about the prodigal son. Uh, there were some days that the prodigal son had. He had days at home when he grew up, that he had days that he left home and ended up uh, in the in the wilderness and ended up in the hog pen and then he had days that he was welcomed back home and so there's all kinds of days that happened in his life and so I want to give you uh, three days three special days that speak to us three days that speak to us and try to use these verses here for just a few minutes I thought about first of all I thought about yesterday 
Yesterday speaks to us. Yesterday, yesterday says, I'm gone, but learn from me. I'm gone. I'll never be back. I'll never let you experience that again, but learn from me. And the prodigal son here, he says in verses number uh, 18, I have said. He's talking about yesterday. He's talking about yesterday uh, when he left home and the, all the things that he got involved in, all the riotous living he'd done and wasting of money and the sin he got involved in and the, the women he run with. He was talking about those days when he come back to his father and he said, I have fit sin. He's looking back in his yesterdays uh, and I really believe he learned something from his yesterdays. Uh, I think he not only got to thinking about them, but when he came to himself, I think he got to thinking about those home days that he had, uh, those days when he sat around mama's table, uh, those days, my friend, when he worked in the fields that he didn't like uh, no more, and he wanted freedom, he wanted to be set free, I think he gets to thinking about those days, uh, and my friend, he looks back and he learns, uh, and he says, hey, I don't want them days no more that I had, them bad days, those sin days, uh, I want to go back to those days, uh, my friend, that had good days and things was running well, and you know what, days speak to us, uh, there's no way we can go back to yesterday. There's no way we can straighten our mistakes out of yesterday. There's no way, uh, my friend, that yesterday is just an unreasonable past. It's gone forever. Uh, but we can learn from those days uh, that we had in the past. Uh, I think about these first things. Uh, there's some things that we can learn to forget. Amen. I tell you what, I believe this old boy wanted to forget some days that he's had. Now, let's be honest with you. There's a lot of things in my past that I like to forget. Remember when my daddy, when my mother passed away, I went to get together at dad's and my brothers and sisters would come around and daddy would always start bringing stuff up. And I told him, I said, Daddy, I wish you'd forget that. Amen. There's always something bad you've done or something, you know. And, you know, you think about there's days that we should forget. And, you know, Paul said forgetting those things are behind. Did you know there's a lot of folks can't go forward because all they can think about is the days that they had yesterday. Amen. Sometimes, and I'm not against this. Please don't think I am. I'm not against this. But some people get up and testify. All they talk about is all the sin and all the problems they had back in the past. Think about what about what since that's over with what happened. I don't even know. I, this prodigal son, he probably didn't want to talk about all those days back there in the hog pit and all those things. And I'll tell you what. Today is a day, my friend. Yesterday has come. It's gone. And we can't do nothing about it, but we can learn from it. We can learn there's some things we ought to forget there's some things that we should stand for boy I tell you what I, I was raised right <laughs> I was raised right I was raised in church uh, I went to church uh, nine months before I was born been in church all my life. I don't know nothing but church. Been preaching all my life. And my friend, but you know, I look back to my raising and I look back to my training. And my friend, I'll tell you what, I learned from those things, my friend, that I was raised about. I think about old time worship and old time way, the old past. I mean, when you used to come to church and you just went to church, amen. You just come to church and went to meeting and you just prayed and shouted and sung and preached. And my friend, let the word of God flow. Now we got everything in the world going we have become instead of churches we become entertainers amen and we got everything in the world but I tell you what I look back to them old days and just to be honest with you I have a hard time sometimes accepting this new stuff 
that's going on. Amen. And some of it, just to be honest, I'm not going to accept it. Amen. My friend, but you know what? That yesterday we can look back and we can learn that there's some things we ought to stand for. There's some things we ought to celebrate. Uh -huh. I don't believe this old boy talked about just the bad things. I think he celebrated some of the good things that happened in our heart. We get together as our, in our family. We get together. You know what we talk about? We talk about all them old days when we was growing up and raised. My sister said, you remember this? My brother said, you remember that? And my wife wasn't even around then, but she's heard it so much. She's told us one time, I've heard that so much I could tell it myself, and I wasn't even there. Right? But you know what? We start talking about them good old days and things that happened. And boy, I tell you what, in my mind, I've been that thing a long time, but in my mind I look back and I miss that old time worship. I miss when we come to church. The only thing we had on our mind was worshiping God. My friend listening, preaching, and getting some help. And my friend seeking the Lord, fellowshipping together, and singing the songs of Zion. I miss those days. And I look back and I tell you, I want to hang on to those days in my memory and in my heart. Days of yesterday. My friend, listen, the prodigal son had some days, my friend, that he didn't want no more. But I tell you, he had some days that he wanted back. And so yesterday's the days. It speaks to us. It says, I'm gone. I'm gone. But learn from me. Amen. I'll tell you what, I, I learned a long time ago. I didn't come too far. I done learned a long time ago. You can have everything you want to have, my friend. But I'll tell you what, it still takes the preaching of this Word of God, my friend, to get people saved. Amen. The preaching of the cross. It didn't say the promotion of the flesh. It didn't say, my friend, all this junk. It said the preaching of the cross. You know what I, and I'm not against having stuff for you people. But I'll tell you what, you know what our young folks need? Preaching. You know what our old folks need? Preaching. You know what our middle-aged people need? Preaching. Preaching, uh, my friend, the word of God and singing and praying and worshiping God. And I tell you, I miss them days, uh, but I've learned from them days. Uh, do what you want to, but I've learned what to work. I've learned what to work. Uh, I've learned things that happens. Uh, and so he says that uh, yesterday is the day. Uh, you know, let me just say this. You know, sometimes we look back and we learn. Uh, let me just give an illustration. My wife, when my wife, when me and her met, she thought she was saved. And she uh, had joined the First Baptist Church. And never heard a gospel message. Been going to the First Baptist Church 18 years and never heard a gospel message one time. First Baptist Church of Newport, Tennessee. And she signed a card because other, he said, if you want to get saved, go to heaven, come forward. And they signed the card. She went because other went. Uh, well, when I met her uh, and we started dating, she, th she said she was saved, uh, but she wasn't saved. Uh, and uh, we still was going to my dad's church. And if any of you know my dad, he's an old-time preacher. Uh, man, he's a preacher right down the road. She got a conviction and got saved uh, and got born again uh, uh, before we got married. Uh, and then we got married just about a month later. Uh, and you know what? She didn't know nothing about serving God. She didn't know nothing about faith. She didn't know nothing about living for God. She didn't know nothing about all that stuff uh, when she first got saved and got in our family. But that, my daddy started preaching, and I was a preaching already when we got married. Uh, and you know what? She, we'd get in a bind sometimes. Didn't have no money and things just going on. And I've seen her many times, Brother Steve, stand in the kitchen and wring her hand. Bills and due stacked up. Uh, she'd say, what are we going to do? Uh, what in the world are we going to do? Uh, and she'd just cry. I'd say, oh, we're just going to trust God. Uh, God's 
kept us this far. We're just going to trust the Lord and pray. And she looked like me like I was an you know. And my friend, but you know what? Down through the years, after several years of preaching, several years of going through things, I never will forget coming in, Brother Richard, one morning. I had some things going on. The bills was due. Didn't have had some meetings that was canceled. I walked in in the kitchen and I shrugged my head like that. I said, I don't know in the world what we're going to do. I said, we got all these bills due. Everything's going on. And my wife looked at me and dried her hands. She said, we're just going to trust God like we always have. Boy, ain't you glad? Thank God you can learn some things from yesterday that are happy today. And you know, God was good then. God's good now. God supplied our needs then. He'll supply our needs now. He didn't leave me then, and he won't leave me now. I'm glad, thank God, yesterday is the day you can learn from and keep on going. Then I'll say not all that. Yesterday is gone. He says, I'm gone, but learn from me. But then today speaks to us. Today speaks to us. He says in that verse, I will arise. That's present tense. There came a day he thought he was going to enjoy everything. He did for a while, but he went and run out. <laughs> He's sitting there in that hog pen, and he couldn't day, and he came to himself. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to the house. <laughs> I'm going back to the Father. And so that speaks to the day. Today, listen, today says, I'm here. I'm here. I'm at your service. Take advantage of me. <laughs> Today's the day, because if you don't take advantage of the day, it ain't 24 hours, it's going to be a yesterday. Today is the day that you ought to take advantage of today. So many people put off, put off. Amen. They'll say, hey, you know, I know some of us men, we're bad, you know. Uh, wife wants us to fix something. You say, well, I'm going to. And if you're like my wife, she'll say, when? And she'll try her best to pin you down to, to a certain time, you know, a certain day, you know. And, and she'll say, when? And my friend, she said, and she said, and one day, I see, there was a, a light was messed up in the back room back there. And she kept saying, you know, we need to fix that light. You need to fix that light. I said, I'm going to. It just seemed like I couldn't get around to it. And she got up one morning, and, and, and I was sitting in the living room. She come walking through there. And she said, you know what the day is? I said, what? She said, the day's a good day to fix that light. <laughs> He said, what'd you do? I fixed the light. Amen. Didn't have no excuse. Couldn't think of nothing else to do. And you know what? Today's the day that we ought to, my friend. I take advantage of the day that we have now. We ought to take advantage. And the Bible said, come now and let us reason together. Today is the day. The day is at hand. This is the day of the Lord. And God put hymns on a day. And you ought to take advantage of that day each day that you have. Because it's soon going to be or yesterday. How many days that we waste? Amen. I thought about this. I thought about this. Uh, my friend, the, uh, you ought to take today and use it while you can. Use it while you can. Use it, to, my friend, to accomplish something. Use it to be an uh, 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 advantage to yourself. And use it, my friend, to get things going and straight in your life. Uh, I wrote this down. Uh, uh, today's a good time to use your time wisely. Well, sometimes you look back and you, might, you wouldn't figure out how much time we really waste. Amen. How much time that we really waste in accomplishing things. And not just for God, but even in our own personal life. We waste a lot of time sometimes, my friend. And we, it's a day that you ought to take that time and use it wisely. It's a day, my friend, you ought to make new decisions in your life. Today's a good day. Uh, I, I, I represent Crossroad Rescue Mission as we travel, Brother Rocky Shelton. And been doing that for probably 20 years. And, 
And, uh, and I go over sometimes and sit around and talk to them men. And, and, and I sat in the floor one time. One of the guys from New Orleans sat down on the floor, and I came in. And I sat down there beside him in the floor, and I started talking. And he, 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 we got to talking, you know. He, he, he was a millionaire and lost everything he had drinking, and he's sitting over there in a school building at the Crossroad Rescue Mission. And I got to talking to him and listening at him. And he said, you know, I, I'm going to straighten up my life. He said, I'm going to straighten up. since I've lost it. He told me all of his testimony, and he always, I'm going to do this, and I'm, I'm going to get my family back and, and I'm going to do this and, and I sit and I listen to him and I looked at him and I said hey what's wrong with today getting started today I said you sit here on this floor for two days this is the third day why don't you just make your start today and sometimes this is a good day just to make new decisions that, that I'm going to change and I'm going to do the new determinations to pray new determinations to read and study be faithful to church a good day to make new dreams it's a good day to make a fresh start you know what the prodigal son came back he said I have but he said who will he's talking to his daddy he said today from this day <laughs> from this day I'm going to make a change from this day I'm going to welcome back my oldest son. My oldest son. He was, a, he was, a, he's one of them kind of boys. He's just hard headed, like a, I, I didn't start to say like his mom. I was going to say like his daddy, but he, he just, you could, you know, he just un, couldn't understand stuff. And boy, he's one of them guys. You'd tell him not to touch that, and he'd touch it or die. I mean, you ever seen that? Had a had a two hundred twenty twenty heater sitting in a trailer when he was little. And he went over and I said, "Don't touch that. It's hot." And uh, he, he'd look at me, you know, and he'd, he'd do like this. And, and I said, boy, don't you touch that. Just a little fella. And it's hot. A little bit I sent him back. I said, don't you touch that. It's hot. And so he kept, kept on directly. got back over at it. I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. He kept doing like this, like that, and directly touched it. And he said, hot. I said, I told you it was hot. You know what? Sometimes you just got to learn. And my friend, make a decision. I ain't touching that no more. And, you know, sometimes in our lives, we have to make decisions and make a fresh start. You know, I thought about this prodigal son. He made a fresh start, first of all. You know what he had to do? He forgave himself. He forgave himself. He's sitting down there in that hog pen, and he came to himself. And the first thing he did is forgave himself for leaving home and for messing his life up. You know, sometimes the best thing to do is today just sit down and forgive yourself for the way you've been in actions. As he preached this morning, an individual choice. Amen? individual thing and sometimes you just got to forgive yourself and then not only that he, he, he it was a day my friend that he not only forgave himself but my friend it was a day that he my friend made restitution with others you know some people's life could change if it makes some restitution with other people amen and so it was a day that he changed his life and my friend it's a day that he fixed things with others and he made forward steps he no longer no longer my friend he didn't even desire to go back to that place where he was you know let me say this i wrote this down in the side of my bible i wrote this down past can be forgiven and past is no place to dwell and past can be walked away from amen some people say, well, I can't do this because I've done this back, you know. Hey, if God forgive you <laughs> and God's working, you can do whatever you want to do. If God forgive you, if it's under the blood, amen. And so today's the day, my friend, that speaks and says, I'm here. I'm here. Take advantage of me. You ever get up in the morning and say, I ain't going to do nothing, and you pretty well don't do that? <laughs> and you know what? At the end of the day, you think, man, I've wasted this whole day. I ain't accomplished nothing. And you know what, brother? Eddie, it don't make you feel good. 
But boy, when you get up and you got things to do and you accomplish at the end of the day, you think, man, I've got all this accomplished, got all this done, I got all this completed. It makes you feel so good. And so today's the day that you ought to get up and say, hey, I'm going to take advantage of this day. It's because the Bible said, boast not thyself for tomorrow. You don't know what's coming tomorrow. So today's a good day to take care of yourself. And then I'll say thirdly, not only uh, yesterday says, I'm here. I'm here. Learn from me. Today says, I'm here. Take advantage of me. I'll be gone in 24 hours. But tomorrow's a good day. Tomorrow speaks to us. Tomorrow says, I'm coming. Take advantage of me. Uh -huh. Learn. Uh, prepare yourself. Get ready. I'm coming. I'm coming. Get ready and prepare yourself. I'm coming tomorrow. Now, I'm a perfectionist. I, I can't help that. I'm, I just, I'm a perfectionist. I don't like dirtiness. I don't like trash. I like cleanness. And I married a woman. God knows who would give me because I married a woman. She didn't like me. She'll clean the house, and when she gets through, she'll start all over. Yeah. And uh, we, don't, uh, we don't mess our house up. I, when we get through, I get through eating. I take my plate and clean it up and everything, and she does hers, and, and we keep everything hung up and cleaned up. That's just what we are. And my wife said one time something about cleaning the house. And my daughter-in-law said, where in the world are you going to clean? It don't never look dirty in here. That's because we clean up after each other. Oh, Brother Earl Hughes used to want to stay with me in camp meetings like this. I asked him one time, I said, why you always stay with my room? He because you see, you keep that thing so clean. He said, when you go to the bathroom and take a shower, when you come out, it's like nobody's ever been in there. I said, that's just me. I just, I'm a perfectionist. Amen. <laughs> And you know what, my friend, that there in these verses of Scripture, I think, I think, my friend, that we are to prepare ourselves, prepare ourselves for tomorrow. I lay out my clothes every day. I, when I get up, I, uh, I lay out what I'm going to wear tomorrow. You may not do that. Your wife may look like yours out. I don't know. I pick my own out and say, but I lay my clothes out and stuff for tomorrow. I got everything ready when I get up. It's already there. I've got to put it on. Amen. I, I just got everything laid out. I, I, I'm a note man. Uh, I, uh, all my clothes in my closet, I'm just telling you how I am. If you eat that way, I'm sorry. If you're sloppy, help yourself. <laughs> I just never did like over, walk over top of clothes trying to get to the closet. Amen? But all my shirts is hung the same way, and all my suits is hung the same way. All the colors just one procession. All my shoes point straight out. That's just the way I am. And I keep everything right. He gave everything, my friend, just in case something. My wife will clean the house, and I say, ain't nobody coming. Just in case they do. <laughs> you know what? So she's looking at, and we're looking at tomorrow. And we're preparing ourselves for tomorrow. You know that old saying is, live today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. <laughs> my boy quoted me that verse one time. He said, his room was all messed up. And I said, you need to clean this up. He said, you know what the old timer said? Live today and tomorrow will take care of itself. I said, leave it today, but in the morning it's still going to be there. It ain't going to take care of itself. Uh, sometimes that old saying is, you know, live today. Tomorrow may never come. That's what they told me when I first started preaching. They said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Jesus is going to come soon. Well, that's 59 years later and he ain't got here yet. Some of them old preachers said, don't worry about it. Just live by faith. Remember when he still us that, Brother Steve? Just live by faith. Live by faith. God's going to come anyway. When I got 50 years old, I realized I didn't have a dime to do nothing with. Just blowed it all, gave it all away. 
Come find out them crazy preachers. They got, we all come out of Southern Baptist Church back in them, back in them days. You remember when all that going on, all that fuss and fight, we all come out and went independent. And, and I'm not preaching against Southern Baptist, I just say that's what we done. You know, and they had, and come find out, Brother Steve, some of them preachers, they've still had their, they still had their accounts and knew it and insurance all in that Southern Baptist kitchen. <laughs> and they told us to live by faith. And they had bunches of money when they retired, and we didn't have nothing. And don't know me one day, tomorrow is coming. I am, I is old. <laughs> yeah, everybody said, don't worry about it. Baffin, it'll be fine. Well, not worrying about it, don't pay the electric bill. We'll pay your car payments, say me, don't put food on the table. And I'm not I'm not down in faith. <laughs> I'm just said sometimes you gotta to, tomorrow's coming and you gotta prepare for it. You know, I thought about this sometimes, you know, number one, you gotta prepare for it financially. I'll just stay on that for a minute. Let me tell you young folks. You know, young folks have a habit now. You know what to do? They get paid on Friday, blow every dime they got, borrow money from their mom and dad to get to work on Monday. Some more you better put some that back and prepare yourself. Hard days is coming. My oldest son, I, I taught my oldest son. I, I got him a, I got him a, a shoebox. And he started working when he was 12 years old. He was mowing yards and stuff. Got him a little old truck when he was 15. And, and I, I got him a shoebox, Brother Richard. And I put in there gas. I put in there insurance. I got a car payment. I put them little, and I said, every week, divide it up for the month, and every time you get paid, put a little in there. And if you got any left, have fun. If you don't, eat at Mama's house. You know what? He's 49 years old. He still does it. Still got his shoebox. And he prepares for what's a coming. I got a granddaughter. She gets, she gets uh, her and her man gets, married, uh, gets uh, paid on Friday. And just because they got their electric bill and everything paid, they think, man, we got everything paid. We got all this. We can blow this whole check. They'll blow the whole check and call on Monday. Papa, can we buy some money? We ain't got enough gas to get to work. I'm thinking, what'd you do with your check? You know, somewhere you got to prepare for yourself. Hard times is coming. I taught my boys. I said, now listen, put a little money back. Hide some money. Hide some money somewhere because somewhere you're going to need a set of tires. And I ain't about them. You're working. If you don't put something back, I'll help you if you don't have enough. But if you need to put nothing back, drive on slickings and change them every day you got to. You know, you got to prepare for yourself financially. Come on now, help me out. We got to prepare ourselves physically. You need to prepare yourself physically. Somebody, I remember an old brother, Burnham Cape, good friend of mine. We was the best of friends. And, I, you know, Brother Cape, he didn't have much to say what he was trying to tell me. But I just, I always just preached wide open. I got old Parkinson now. I can't do it. If I do, you'll have to carry me back over to the room. But, but, oh, but I used to just preach wide open. and could hack just like Brother and I just kick and stomp and carry on. And them old timers said, you better slow down. You better take care of yourself. And I'd be in Florida. I'd be in Florida on Friday night and be in Ohio on Sunday. Uh, and my friend just driving Going, wouldn't sleep, stayed up all night at the at the Waffle House, and my friend listened, just just running wide open, and them old timers say, you better slow down, you better take care of yourself, you better get some rest, oh, I'm going to run out of here for Jesus. Well, I'm running, but I'm not running his face and jumping his high. And I look back and wish I'd take care of myself a little more physically. I wish I took care of myself so I could run out of here well and better and better and better. Take care of yourself physically. It's kind of like these people's got sugar, you know. <laughs> they'll see that dessert table over there. You know what they'll say? I'll oh, give me some of that. I'll just take another shot. 
I'll take another pill. Come on now, help me out. <laughs> All the time, no one's hurting them. You better take care of yourself physically. Financially, you better take care of yourself spiritually. Because storms is coming and trials is coming and hardships coming. And you're going to need the Word of God. You're going to need some things spiritually. And boy, you better prepare yourself because you don't know what's coming tomorrow. And you better build yourself up, my friend, on the faith. That because things is coming, you're going to need God. And you're going to need help from the Spirit of the Lord. And so today is the day that you're prepared for tomorrow. It says, I'm coming, prepare for me. It's something we ought to look forward to. Tomorrow is a good day. I look forward to spending time with my companion, spending time with my kids. Now, y'all can criticize me for what I'm fixing to say. I'm so old now, I don't care. You know, you get our age, Brother Steve. God, I don't know how old Brother Steve is. He may be older than me. I don't know. But after a while, you know, you have people try to always try to tell you how to do what. Last year, Brother Kevin, I run wide open. I didn't hardly have a break. And when I left church six years ago, Brother Eddie, I told the church, I said, I'm leaving the church because God wants me to. And I'm going back to evangelism. And I said, I got to go. I said, I've been on the road all these years. I've been on the road. And I said, for the last several years, you know, she took care of my boys. My wife did. And then her, my mama got sick. She took care of my mother. And then her mom and daddy took old timers at the same time. And we had them at the house. And she took care of them for 10 years. And she didn't get to go and travel with me. And, and, and the kids got up and got married. And, and then uh, uh, my mother passed away. And her mom and daddy passed away. And we was finally together. And for the last eight years, we've been together. And I said, I'm, I owe her some time. Many times coming in on Friday night and get in two or three o'clock in the morning, you have to leave by lunch to head to another meeting. See him standing in the yard and cry. Say, I wish you didn't have to go this week, but you go, you go. I said, I owe her some time, I owe my kids some time, and my grandkids some time. Last year we run wide open. I told my wife this year, I said, I'm not going to do that this year. I ain't booking wide open. I said, God wants us to spend some time with the kids and grandkids because I'm going out here for long. Amen. You say, well, you pray. Hey, my friend, tomorrow's the time that you can set up some days to spend some time with your friends and friends your loved ones. And you, you say, you know, I don't mean nothing. Hey, I told my boy, I, my boys go to work. They both work the same place, and they work uh, four, uh, 12 hours a day. They go, one, they go in at 7 in the morning, get off at 7 at night, or they go in at 7 at night, get off at 7 in the morning. And, and every day, every day they go to work, I send them a text on their way to work. I'll say, I love you. I'm praying for you. Have a good day. And then when they get off of work, I send them a text. Hope you had a good work day. Be safe going home. And my least boy told me the other day, he said, Daddy, said, said, you don't have to get up early in the morning and send us some texts. I said, all of a sudden, one of these days, you're going to be going to work, and I'm going to be in heaven. You're going to say, boy, I sure would like to have one of them texts from my dad. You know, you better, you better take some time to spend with your companions and your friends and your loved ones. Amen. And tomorrow is a good day to my friend to say, to trust God with. Tomorrow's a good day just to put your trust in. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not thine own understanding all thy ways acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. Tomorrow's a good day, my friend, that you could think uh, uh, that you could think about today. Think about what's going on in your heart, what's your future, what's your direction in life. So yesterday speaks to us. It says, I'm gone. Learn from me. Today says, I'm here. Take advantage of me. Tomorrow says, I'm coming. I'm coming. Get ready. Prepare for me. Let me close with this. We cannot change your past, but we can take care of today, and we can prepare for tomorrow. 
the prodigal son. He didn't like his yesterdays. He came to himself today, and he changed his future. We're never the same after that. You know what? There comes a day in your life you've got to make the choices. Some days. You say, preacher, I had one preacher told me, he said, ah, it don't matter. It don't matter. He said, don't matter. I'm a preacher. God called me to run all over the country. I said, well, that's good, buddy. But I said, if you study your Bible, God had a family before he had all that. Amen. And there's a lot of fellers. I said, listen, I know I, there's a lot of fellers, my friends, losing their families because they don't have, they have time for everybody else's. I don't know why I'm saying this. <laughs> Sometimes we have time for everybody else's, but we miss ours. Hmm? And sometimes we're always going to do, going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. Go and say, but you know what? Today's a good day. Make a fresh start. Can't you imagine a little boy sitting down there in that little hole pen? That's a disgrace. And all of a sudden he's sitting there and he comes himself. He gets us thinking about mom, dad, the farm, his brother, all them slaves that maybe he's even got acquainted with. And he looked at what he had and where he was. He said, I will arise. I ain't doing this no more. I'm making changes. And he went home and made come clean, made some changes, and he, you find him. When he looked at him again, he's dressed in that robe and had that ring on. He's a whole different person. All because there was a day. There was a day he made up his mind. And let me just say, fellas, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on comfort. A lot of pressure on changes when you see these churches changing and all of a sudden they're running 40 and they paint their ceilings black and, you know, and put all the lights out and everything. Next thing you know, we've got four or 500. Don't, don't think that. Don't tell me that. Don't bother you. And you look at that. I tell you what, I don't make my mind. I'd rather have 40 and preach that truth and worship God and have the crowds and all the world and entertainment. Amen. got to say one more thing. I, I promise I'll quit. Well, Steve, if I'm wrong, you can get on me when we go deep. <laughs> Used to, you know, when we went to church, we sat as families. Now, listen to me. We sat as families. When I come up, we sit, I sat with mother. All of us kids sat with our mama. Daddy wasn't preaching, daddy sat with us. We sat, the whole church, we sat as families. But you know what we do now? We worshiped as families. We'd come to the altars. Family. Daddy would get us all, we'd come to the altars. Now we separate families. We put them in the nursery. Then when they get just a little bigger, we put them in children's church. And then when we get just a little, big, just a little bit bigger, we put them in the youth group. Then they get just a little bit bigger, we put them in the young couple group. And then we have mama's class over here, the women's class, and dad's over young. And what we're doing, we're putting the family together. We're, we're separating. And then when them couples, listen, you, you look at it. And when these couples go through all that and they get, they don't even know how, half who their pastor is. All they know is their youth pastor is their pastor. And then when they get up in 25 so and marry, they got to go out in the old tomb class. And all they do out there is sing and pray and preach. They don't like it. Because they had 15 minutes of preaching in a, and uh, 45 minutes of our entertainment out there, dancing and hooping and carrying on. 
You know what they do? It's a, it's a, it's a fact. They either quit church or they go back and work in the youth groups. Don't like that old-time worship preaching they teach. And we are separating things instead of pulling them back together. I didn't have a thing to do with this message. I just felt like I wanted to say it. <laughs>